I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. I have the greatest job. I say it over and over and over again. And and one of the reasons I don't think I talk about enough is that I get to study the studies like the ones I'm going to bring to you and one specific one that's just great news. And you know what? I've been doing three podcasts a week for years now. Just surpassed 500 episodes. And there was a point when, actually there was a point when I was doing five a week when I first started trying to figure out the cadence. It's a new term in business. Figuring out the cadence. Kind of like circling back. Um, that was, that was too much. And then I thought, you know, most people are doing one, if that, one a week. And I thought, you know, that'd be easier, but I don't do what's easy. And you know what? I love studying the studies. I love that. I have to put out a, you know, three shows a week. And oftentimes they're, they're interviews as well and their rants and all that stuff. But it doesn't matter. Every single day, I'm looking at what's in the news, what's in the research, and I love it. I love it. And and that goes for today's show as well. Exercise and breast cancer. Now, I've touched on this subject, and I'm going to bring back two studies that I've talked about that is that are related. But this goes to that theme that I am hammering home over and over and over again. That yes, we want to look good. Yes. Uh, Weight loss is important, but it is not the be-all, end-all, and every single workout matters. Every minute matters when it comes to movement. Every time you eat something healthy, every time you do something healthy mentally, it all adds up. It all leads to longevity, to quality of life, and yet another benefit of exercise that you can't see in the mirror is what I'm going to talk about today. One of the most important preventing cancer. And and if you get this type of cancer or other cancers for that matter, exercise can help. How many reasons do we need to do it? Now, if I see one more ridiculous fitness influencer say like cardio is a waste of time, Oh my gosh. You know, one of my resolutions this year was to get more worked up in shows. Was was not to hold back. Was to kind of shed a lot of my upbringing about being a peacemaker. No, not when it comes to science and exercise and longevity and, and the truth. And the truth. And it's all connected. It's all connected. How much we weigh, healthy weight, healthy eating, state of mind, exercise. We can't just do one. And that's why I came up with the term excessive moderation. Because it's about doing a little of everything a lot. Not a lot of one thing a little bit. And not just doing one thing for a short amount of time. All these fad things. I know cold plunges are all the rage. I guarantee you a year from now, People will have moved on. There'll still be a couple. There'll still be some doing it. I guarantee you, let me pick a number. 
based on past experience, 30 plus years, I would say a good 90% won't be doing it. I guarantee it. All right. But that doesn't mean it's not beneficial. I'm just, we need to focus on the basics first. We need to get those things down. Strength training, cardio, healthy eating. And then we can fill in the blanks from there. But we need, we need those things first. We need those things first. Then you can do, we can talk about, you know, infrared saunas and massage and, you know, all of these other things that we can talk about later. <laughs> but we, we need to get the base of the pyramid. We need to get the foundation first. And the foundation goes a really long way. I don't care what supplements you take. If you're not doing the foundational things, you're just wasting your time and your money. All right. That was more of a rant than I thought I'd get into, but I'm proud of that. I'm going to just keep this honesty going. And again, I'm going to bring back two studies that I've talked about in prior podcasts that deal with cancer and exercise. Okay. And, and control. I talk frequently about control and how there's so many articles and so many people trying to tell you, you don't have control and that's garbage. And I have facts and studies to back it up. Okay, so this was a study I talked about in a prior podcast. Uh, There was a headline that was making the rounds, one specific headline about a study, uh, and it said almost half of cancer deaths globally are are attributable to preventable risk factors, new study suggests. Half of cancer deaths globally are attributable to preventable risk factors. What does that mean? That's control. Things we control. The study they are citing is the global burden of cancer attributable to risk factors 2010 through 2019, a systematic analysis for the global burden of disease study. This was in the Lancet, okay? August 2022, pretty, pretty, you know, reputable, (laughs) you know, journal. And I'll give you just the cliff notes. Four quick uh, quick bullets. I gave them to you in that prior podcast. I'm going to keep giving you these things, though, uh, in case you missed it. Uh, the research finds that 44.4% of all cancer deaths and 42% of healthy years lost could be attributable to preventable risk factors in 2019. Years to life and life to years, right? Adding years to your life and adding life to your years. Such an important concept. Okay, they looked at cancer deaths and disability from 2010 through uh, through 2019 across 204 countries. Okay, examining 23 types of cancer and 34 different risk factors. That's pretty good. The data also showed that risk attributable cancer deaths are on the rise, increasing worldwide by 20.4%. From 2010 to 2019. Risk attributable cancer deaths are on the rise with all of the knowledge, with all of the medication, with all of the advances on the rise. Top three risk factors, smoking, alcohol use. Now, when I talked about this, I think that's contradictory, right? Because a lot of the research shows that moderation in things like red wine leads to longevity, blue zones. People who live really long, healthy lives, many of them do drink alcohol. Moderation though, okay? I think that's connected to other things, uh, but we'll let that go. And then high BMI, 
top three risk factors, smoking, alcohol use, high BMI. This is science. This is why we need to be a healthy weight. This is why it's not okay. There's so many issues, musculoskeletal, physiological, just so many negative outcomes from carrying around excess weight. It's as simple as that. This is what the research shows. This is science. We're all about science now, right? Okay. And this is why I keep saying it's connected. You know, we want to be a healthy weight for the right reasons. And we don't want to focus on weight loss as the be all end all. Because what do people do? What is the vast majority of people do? They start an exercise program. The scale doesn't move. And they think that you think you're not being successful. And that's why I bring you these specific studies. You know what? You're helping to prevent cancers and if and when you develop one which is significantly lessened if you do these things if you change these modifiable risk factors and habits it will help with that too okay so that's the first study just to give you the the overview right of cancer and control and things like that the second study i brought up a while back This was in the Journal of Immunology uh, Research, 2018. Strength training sessions induce important changes on physiological, immunological, and inflammatory biomarkers. Okay, quick paragraph on what this study was about. There is a straight relationship between exercise and the immune system. Really important. Remember COVID? Shutting down gyms? There's a straight relationship between exercise and the immune system. Exercise may modulate the immune system response acutely and chronically. Physical exercise also induces the release, and this is going to come up again, of myokines in the blood circulation. A couple of different ways to pronounce that. Mine's myokines. All right. The physiological function of myokines produced by the skeletal muscle is to protect and improve the functionality of many organs. How many times have you heard of myokines, right? And this is why I say that every workout matters. This is why I say that every minute matters. Let me read that sentence again, and I want you to start to learn this and start to talk about this at at cocktail parties and things like that when you're talking about your exercise program and your movement and your lifestyle. The physiological function of myokines produced by the skeletal muscle is to protect and improve the functionality of many organs. Again, that's going to come back in the third study that this uh, podcast is about, but I'm giving you kind of the background. Furthermore, there is convincing evidence that factors secreted by the skeletal muscle act as endocrine signaling mediators and are involved in the beneficial effects of exercise on almost all cell types and organs. Like, again, this is the great news. I've been doing this a really long time. I've read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of studies, and I still get excited every single time I read something like this. And I'm gonna, well, I'm I'm gonna save it till the end. All right, let me read that again. There's convincing evidence that factors secreted by the skeletal muscle act as endocrine signaling mediators and are involved in the beneficial effects of exercise on almost all cell types and organ. 
All right, those are the two studies to get us excited the background. And here's the one for today's podcast. The headline, one of the headlines related to this study. And this study was uh, last year. I try to give you like, you know, the most recent stuff. That's pretty close. Uh, this uh, One of the headlines from this study, study shows exercise plays a direct role in reducing breast cancer. And we know that it's long been known, understood that what? As I just said, exercise can be beneficial in preventing many different types of cancers. But we're just starting to figure out why. And this study is going to get to the why. We, it, it lists a couple of the, you know, the, the most common current beliefs. And then it goes one step further. All right. This is, this is a mouthful. And I'm going to you know, condense this study down as I, as I normally do. Uh, it's original research article in Frontiers in Physiology, October 2022. Myokines, there those things are again, derived from contracting skeletal muscle, suppress anabolism in MCF7 breast cancer cells by inhibiting mTOR. Okay, what the heck does that mean, right? What we need to know, what you need to know just from that headline to start with, myokines again, right? Contracting skeletal muscle. Exercise. Just reframe, rephrase that, rename that to exercise. And suppresses anabolism in, you know, sounds like something good though, right? Okay, so let's get to it. Uh, Again, let me just get to the cancer, like the stats behind cancer. Second leading cause of death in the United States. And it comes in second, right? A narrow second to heart disease. Of the primary malignancies, cancer of the breast are the most common type of tumor in women, with the American Cancer Society reporting over 276,000 new cases and over 42,000 deaths in 2022 alone. My mother-in-law passed from breast cancer, lived a long life after being diagnosed, 14 some odd years, and I would argue a huge part of it was exercise, okay? While great advances in radiological and pharmacological treatments for breast cancer have been made, there has been growing recognition of the, here we go again, modifiable risk factors that lead to tumor development with one of the chief beneficial lifestyle choices being regular physical activity. We need to exercise. We need to do all, and again, do it. We need to exercise. I'm going to leave it there. Okay. So what again are myokines? Myokines are defined as cytokines and other peptides that are produced, expressed, and released by muscle fibers and exert either autocrine, uh, paracrine, or endocrine effects. Okay. Again, sounds complicated. We're going to distill it down, make it simple. Okay. Let me go back to breast cancer now just to give you the numbers, right? Major cause of morbidity and mortality for over 2.8 million women in the United States presenting a pressing need to identify roots of both prevention and treatment for this deadly tumors. It's been long appreciated that regular physical exercise as part of an overall healthy lifestyle is effective in combating many chronic diseases, including the development and recurrence of cancer. Okay, this is straight from the discussion of this study. That is so important. And I'm going to read you these passages from these studies over and over again. Because 
here's why. <laughs> There's so many reasons why. But I know for myself, and yes, I'm an experiment of one, that we're all humans, and I know that we can all get to the same place in different ways, different routes, but the same place, every workout I do, every time I take a walk, every time I do something that people would say only or just, no, I know it's another positive. It's not about the scale for me anymore. I don't even get on. That doesn't mean you shouldn't. People who are trying to lose weight need most of uh, you. The, the research shows, and I've talked about it, will continue. Yes, you monitor, and it keeps you in line. And some people will do it forever, right? Every day. Some people do it once a week. But you can also get to a place where you don't have to. We're all different. And there's different tools we can utilize. And I'm going to give you the science, right? And the statistics. And yes, people who have lost weight and maintain it, many, many still monitor their weight. It's important. But you don't have to if you don't want to, if you can get to that point, is my point. There's different ways. Okay? But how incredible is that line? Physical exercise is effective in combating many chronic diseases, including the development and recurrence of cancer. I'm going to continue to read from this discussion, a little more of this paragraph. While exercise certainly has systemic benefits that are advantageous for overall health, results from the present study support a growing body of literature which suggests that contracting skeletal muscle possesses the ability to regulate the metabolism of cancer cells. Okay, the metabolism of cancer cells. That goes back to the title of the article, right? Uh, Suppress anabolism, things like that. Okay, but... That makes it much easier to understand, right? Regulate the metabolism of cancer cells through direct mechanistic crosstalk. Fancy, right? Our findings indicate that some pharmacologically active factor or factors are secreted from contracting skeletal muscle and that these compounds have demonstrable effects on the growth and metabolism of cultured breast cancer cells. By acting on the well-documented anabolic mTOR axis, myokines release during muscle contraction slow the uh, proliferation, induce apoptosis, I always had trouble with that word, uh, and suppress protein synthesis in MCF7 cancer cells. Okay, to the extent that exercise-conditioned uh, perfusate treatment in mice, uh, blah, blah, blah. You don't need to do all that. And this study was on mice. I'm not going to get into this, you know, detailed specifics of the study, but typically mice running on treadmills. And that's what's really interesting is that we're talking about skeletal muscle contractions, right? And for this study, it was running. So the leg muscles contracting. But they're starting to do these studies and I'll bring you them as well. And I've touched on them in strength training. So in other words, strength training and cardio, they're both, your, your, your muscles are contracting. And so what this study is showing you, showing us, is that that contraction in and of itself is extremely beneficial. Okay, I'm just going to read you a couple more paragraphs just to drive this home. This, I hope you get as excited as I do because I want to control what I can. That's why I say that at the end of every podcast. And when you find exercise that you enjoy, it feels really good. 
And then you can feel, you don't only feel really good in the moment, but what I'm trying to really drive home is when you're done, you can feel really good psychologically thinking, I just did something really good for my potential longevity and quality of life. And if and when, and it still can happen, I'm not, you know, this doesn't prevent cancer, reduces the likelihood of developing many of them. And again, if and when it happens, you still have control. You can still do really good things that can help the outcome. Okay? These results support the hypothesis that skeletal muscle is capable of altering the behavior of extramuscular tissues and that the act of physical exercise can provide demonstrable benefits in combating malignancies of the breast. All right? It's so exciting. So exciting. And so I alluded to that they had some ideas on the why, right? What's the why? Well, right now they're talking about the myokines and the fact that when the muscle contracts, good things happen, right? Uh, much of the prior literature on this topic, though, in this uh, um, study, here's what they say, has ascribed these benefits, the other benefits, the prior benefits, to improvements in systemic factors such as improved body composition. What does that mean? Healthy weight. That's what they were looking at, right? And there's a huge benefit to chronic disease and cancers in improved body composition. They go on. Reductions in inflammatory markers, inflammation, or stabilization of circulating hormones. While these events are undoubtedly important to overall homeostasis and health, the identification of myokines, pharmacologically active compounds released from skeletal muscle, has led to a new appreciation of the role of muscle in mediating the, met uh, the metabolism and function of numerous cells and tissues within the body. I I'm gonna just stop right there, that's enough. Because that line is so good. Has led to a new appreciation of the role of muscle. I want you to have a new appreciation of the role of muscle, of the role of exercise in so many different ways. Making you feel better instantaneously. When I am stressed out, which is, even saying that out loud, it's rare that I, stress is a choice. And I control what I can. But when that moment happens, when something happens, and the way I deal with it today or the effect it has on literally my uh, heart rate and things like that, completely different than 30 some odd years ago or 20 some odd years ago, thanks to all of this, thanks to uh, the exercise and the study and the study of the studies. But I'll go out for a run or I'll jump on, you know, stationary bike or I'll go for a walk or I'll do some push-ups because I know it's going to make me feel better. And now I, you, we know it's going to make us live longer. A new, a new appreciation of the role of muscle. A new appreciation of the role of exercise. That is just amazing. Again, study, mice, you know, running on wheels. Incredible, though. It's like how many more benefits do we need? And we're going to keep finding them. But it's about moderation. It's not about killing yourself all the time. That's like the new thing. I mean, it was always a thing, but now it's like, I'm contributing to articles all the time about things like taking time off, why it's beneficial, 
and I've done that for years, but you know, fitness is on the pendulum. It's all or nothing. And there's a sweet spot in the middle. And that sweet spot is just doing, as I keep saying, a little bit a lot rather than a lot, a little bit. It's all connected. And we do have control over so many things. And if I hear someone say any kind of exercise is a waste of time, I'm going to pull my hair out. It's ridiculous. We need to move. We need to raise our heart rates. We need to lift heavy things. We need to be a healthy weight. We need to find foods we like. We need to focus on foods we can eat, not what we can't. Don't tell me what you're not eating. Don't tell me what you're avoiding. Tell me what you're eating. How are you fueling your body and your brain? All of that is a journey. That is why I do what I do. I'm going to give you all of the different buckets to choose from, and then you're going to find what works for you in the cardiovascular, in the strength training, in the healthy eating, in the psychological uh, approach, in the behavioral modifications. All of the little things that, that you can use to help yourself figure it out. It's not going to happen overnight. and It's not going to happen in a week or two. But we control it. Enough. All right. More great news. More great news. Tom H. Fit. Instagram, Tom H. Fit is Twitter as well. Reach out. Questions, comments. Just did a listener mailbag show. I will do many more. Um, so don't hesitate to reach out with any questions, comments you have. Uh, you can go to fitnessdisrupted.com or teamholland.com. Email me through the site as well. Please, again, this is a new feed, Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Uh, any ratings, comments, subscriptions, you know, subscribing to the podcast, super helpful. So I can keep, you know, continuing to bring you a show free from ads every two seconds because I'm never going to bring you a person or product or potion or program that doesn't help you, that isn't based in science. I'm not going to waste your time or your money or mine. All right, but I am going to dissect the ones that are out there and tell you why they probably don't work, right? It's truly a marathon, not a sprint. All the cliches are true. All the secrets, the hacks, one of my ugh, least favorite terms, all the secrets to life are on Instagram. But it's the simple stuff that you think isn't effective. The challenge is putting it into place. The challenge is finding out what works for you. And then when you find out what works for you, eventually it's going to stop working for you and you got to mix it up. And that's why I talk about variation all the time. Enough. All right. Remember, as this research shows, we control so many different things. Not 100% or everyone would do it. But we control how much we move. We control what we put into our mouths. And we control our state of minds. And that's awesome. I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist. Believe in yourself and listen to Jack LaLanne's words from a radio show many years ago that I did. Amazing, amazing person, someone I looked up to and someone I will continue to look up to and try to uh, emulate as far as just bringing you the simple stuff that works. Have a great day and believe in yourself. I hope that each and every one of you wonderful people that are listening to Tom's great show will do something for the most important person on this earth, you.